Bernie Sanders and fellow senators are urging the Department of Justice to sue big oil for its effort to, quote, mislead consumers and discredit climate science in pursuit of massive profits. This is The Left Wing, and I'm Erica Okamoto of the Cocktails and Capitalism podcast. We're joined by my co-host Desmond Price of Independent Thought, as well as John Cooper of Counterpoint Politics. And our guest today is Chuck Cora from Apodlacia. So big oil knew about the catastrophic effects of climate change 50 years ago, and yet they hid their own research from the public so that they could continue to rake in profits at the expense of all life on this planet. Um, here's a quote from Truthout. A group of senators is urging the Department of Justice to file lawsuits against the fossil fuel industry over its decades-long campaign to deny its impacts on the climate crisis on the last day of what scientists predict will be the hottest month on Earth on record. So we're seeing incredible heat waves. We're seeing incredible wild, wildfires unprecedented in Canada and around the world. Um, we're seeing the ocean warming to degrees that we were not expecting. Um, and uh, so this is why Bernie Sanders, Ed Markey, Jeff Merkley, and Elizabeth Warren got together and wrote this letter to the Department of Justice, really urging them to sue these fossil fuel companies. Um, and the grounds for, for suing them um, includes like... Uh, so basically, they wrote in the letter, the actions of ExxonMobil, Shell, and potentially other fossil fuel companies represent a clear violation of federal racketeering laws, truth in advertising laws, consumer protection laws, and potentially other laws. Um, so yeah, basically by hiding from the public the truth that they knew about the effects of their own industry, they are um, violating truth in advertising laws, they are violating consumer protections, and racketeering, which, you know, I've talked about racketeering a lot on my show and in um, Under the Radar, where, you know, we talked about the racketeering charges against Stephen Donziger, um, some of the horrible ways that racketeering charges are being used against protesters. But um, here, this is being used for something that's actually really, really good. They're basically going after the fossil fuel companies like they are the mob, like they are an organized crime group, which it is, <laughs> you know, um, they are they are committing crimes on a massive scale in a very highly organized fashion. So they are using laws that were basically created to go after uh, the mob and stuff. To Erica, Erica, I have to I have to interject and object to you comparing fossil fuel executives to the mob because that is not fair to the mob. The mob does some good <laughs> things for for the world. Um, <laughs> they, they, they aren't that evil. <laughs> I was like, what did I get wrong? Oh, <laughs> they're not as evil. Yes, they're not dooming all of us to climate catastrophe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like there, there's so much evidence that I could lay out about what the fossil fuel industry knew about climate change. Um, you know, there were as far back as the 70s, but there was talk of climate change as early as 1912, um, and Lyndon B. Johnson in 1960 even said a whole bunch of stuff about how increasing carbon dioxide is, uh, from burning fossil fuels is going to change the climate. Like, we knew this was coming. For a long, long time, we knew this was coming. And then what, what did the fossil fuel companies do? They tried to pull the wool over our eyes so that we couldn't see the ways that they are 
killing us very slowly. <laughs> um, I guess I'll I'll open it up for you folks. What do you think about all this? I think it's a great example. Uh, kind of like what you're saying. Like it's a great example of how certain people in our society, and by that I mean rich people, are treated incredibly different than the rest of us. Because if I did something, if I broke a law and that resulted in the deaths of millions of people, um, I don't know what would happen to me, but it wouldn't be pleasant. And Jail. even <laughs> even like like even just like I'd be world famous. You know, like, like everyone would be like, oh. John Cooper, the worst person on the planet who killed millions of people. But that's what these fossil fuel executives did. They knew that their actions would result in the deaths of millions of people. They knew that, and they purposely hid it and purposely lied about it. And the only thing that they gained from it was money. And if if I if they were a hitman who killed that many people and was paid for it, you'd be like, that's an objectively horrible person. But because they did it in this corporate America way that like, oh, you know, this is OK. This is what all big corporations do. Like, no, no. Like, let's let's judge this for what it is. It is mass murder. And it, like, yes, I very much support the senators who are going after them in this way. But I am absolutely certain that even if they're able to penalize them, it's not going to be nearly enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one encouraging thing, though, um, I guess racketeering charges come with triple damages, triple damages. So if they have created damages that are, you know, billions, trillions of dollars, and they're actually held accountable for that, they could be held accountable for three times what they've done <laughs> to the planet. And yeah, that is, that's massive. I mean, there was, uh, you know, I was, I was reading a little bit about the cost, the total cost of climate change. And it was something like, uh, I, I can't remember how many trillions of dollars, but it was like over a hundred trillion dollars um, just for the costs of, mm -hmm. you know, the impacts of climate change. Um, so yeah, this is, this is, the impacts are massive. We have to do something about it. And I'm so glad that they're standing up and trying to do something about it. I know I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but yeah. it's it's not even like the cost of climate change is greater than all of the profits that they ever made. Like just looking at yeah. it of an objective yeah. cost benefit analysis, the benefits do not outweigh the costs. And yet yeah. a couple people get to keep all the benefits and we all have to pay the costs. Yeah. Exactly. There, no, there's so much short-term thinking when it comes to the people that are making the decisions and these big oil companies, because they, they know exactly what they're doing. This is not like a new thing. I mean, there, there's a whole term called greenwashing where they purport <laughs> to do things that are environmentally sound and it's really not. What they're thinking, at least in my mind, is that they're on this earth for a finite amount of time. It's a good chance that the consequences of their actions are not going to affect them in that time. So they don't really care. They That's for future people, future generations to figure out. Right now, what they're doing is making money. And at this point, there has been nothing significant enough to disincentivize that for them to stop or change their ways. Now, there's wheels that are turning that are going in that direction just from like the renewable energy um, profitability market is, mm -hmm. is doing better. And oil is, well, certain fossil fuels are on the decline like coal, but- in general, there's just not been anything that's had enough teeth. Like I think they referenced in that article, the tobacco industry, mm 
That's yeah. something that, yeah. that the government tamped down real quick. Uh, and it, cause it had teeth and it was provable and they could do something about it. And obviously it did not affect every single person in the United States because not everybody smokes, whereas everybody does, mo- not everybody, a lot of people drive cars. So I, I think that there's got to be a more robust way of dealing with these companies. And I think this is a good start. And if it goes anywhere, I think that's great. And it, and we need a win to show that something can be done and that consequences can be leveled against these companies. Because until then, until enough politicians start showing political courage, nothing is going to change. And as long as it remains profitable, they will not change anything either. You know, we are, we're kind of finally, I think, getting to a point where it's getting harder and harder to say that climate change isn't happening. You know, we're seeing articles come out every single day, you know, Phoenix suffering a record 31 straight days of 110 degree highs. Florida ocean records are unprecedented, similar to a hot tub. Um, Looks like ocean currents in the Atlantic Ocean might collapse. Uh, The UN is warning that we are entering the era of global boiling. But um, there are certain people out there that are trying to shift the conversation now. Uh, For instance, there is a person running for president on the GOP side, Vivek Ramaswamy, who recently on an interview said that, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, well, climate change might be happening, but who said it's a bad thing? You know, he actually uh, went wow. in and and said that, you know, carbon Take. dioxide is is actually, you know, a good thing for plants. It's plant food. In fact, we, we have a video. Get your bikinis on. <laughs> yeah, we have the video for you right here. Oh, God. Okay. Are global surface temperatures going up? Yes. Is that likely due to man-made causes? Yes. Is that an existential threat to humanity? There is no evidence to support that. To the contrary, eight times as many people die of cold temperatures rather than warm ones. The Earth today is more covered by green surface area than it was even a century ago because carbon dioxide is plant food. Plants actually grow in slightly warmer climates. The climate disaster-related death rate Mm -hmm. is down by 98% over the last century, directly attributable to more abundant and plentiful access and use of fossil fuels. So I want to be really clear about my view. This is not a, does climate change exist or not? It's the wrong framing Mm -hmm. of the question. The question is, what impacts human prosperity, human flourishing in a world in which there are net positive and net negative effects of climate, but also net positive and net negative effects of the use of fossil fuels? Desmond, I am so happy that you showed that video because I made a video not too re- uh, not too far long ago about heat waves and how they're killing people. And I was yeah. flooded with comments about, oh, well, the cold kills more people. And I was like, <laughs> where the fuck is this coming from? Because I usually I can, like whenever there's like the same thing being repeated, I was like, OK, yeah. who's saying this? And I was, I, I was like, what kind of dumbass take is, oh, well, the, the heat kills people, but the cold kills more people. And I was like, ah, well, shit, Checkmate. guys. <laughs> it's, like, it's like people die of the flu, um, but cancer kills more people. So we should stop, stop giving out the flu shot. Like it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And let's not forget that climate change causes more like extreme colds too. Like it just makes weather more extreme. And when he's like, there have been less climate related deaths, there's been less everything related deaths. It's not because of fossil fuels. Access to energy does not equal fossil fuels anymore. If you look at the, uh, the, the, 
companies, the fossil fuel companies, they they have these pledges like we're going to produce X amount of green energy, right? And with those pledges, by the way, there's the caveat that we'll only do it if it's X amount of profitable. Um, but when they do it, they build them on their own rigs, on their own facilities, because the energy is cheaper to come by. The renewable energy is cheaper than the energy they're extracting from the ground. Now, the question here is, well, then why aren't they just switching over to it entirely? And the answer is because it is less profitable, because they can't just own the land where the sun is. They can't just own like they can't just own the wind. And so they can't profit off it as easily. That's the only reason we haven't completely switched over to renewable energy, not because oil and fossil fuels are cheaper. It's because they're more profitable. Yeah, the profit motive does seem to be a huge indication of the problem here. I think uh, one of us has an entire podcast talking about the evils <laughs> of the profit motive. <laughs> I don't know. You guys all talk about that on all of your projects. I'm, I, I know. <laughs> so, um, but I did want to say, I add that like the climate messaging, um, basically Chevron and Southern Company and Exxon. Um, their strategists laid out plans for climate messaging where they really wanted to make sure that the uncertainty around climate change science was was very very prominent mm. so that everyone could that that like little inkling of doubt you know in their mind when they hear this stuff oh well maybe it's not that bad and so then you do, can kind of push it out of your mind and i think a big part of the problem here is that these companies are preying on the stupid people in our communities in our societies Oof. like they are literally preying on people that think so simply that they're not going to sit and they're not going to do any research they're not going to look into the fact that actually you know climate change is destroying plant life instead of it's good for the plants because it's producing carbon dioxide what a simple nice safe comfortable little explanation of how things work you know but no if you want to actually understand the reality of climate change it is a massive systemic global problem where there's all kinds of food feedback loops involved and you know once the trees start burning then you know the the ground starts like there's no um you know, there's there's floods, there's all these kinds of magnifying effects that come from all these different impacts of climate change. So, well, Erica, plants need water, so the floods are going to be good for the plants. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, sweet. Okay, all right, guys, crisis averted. Shark made again. <laughs> I, I don't know much about Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't. Yeah. Uh, so Good I don't know if like he truly believes the stuff that he's he saying doesn't. or or if this is well, I I I don't know. I can't tell. And if, if that's the case, then like I want to pitch this guy on a number of bullshit investment ideas because he's guaranteed <laughs> to invest in all. I feel like he's when he sits in church and the adult in front of him is playing peekaboo with his child. He is also <laughs> wondering where the adult went when they cover their face. Like that's the level of stupidity that I am witnessing in these videos. So I you're killing me. Sorry, I didn't mean to. That's so good. It's but that's how it comes across. This guy, I mean, like, oh well, haha, checkmate. There's actually more green space. Yeah. It's just illogical and asinine. But like, the fact is, is that he thinks 
he at least thinks that people are going to be swayed by that. That's going to be some hot take. And sadly, I think it does. So it does. It really, does. I, it, it's sad. He's in third place right now for the for the GOP nomination. He is. And, you know, the, the video that I found that on it particularly, the comment section was lit up with thousands of comments in support of him. So, I mean, while on one hand, I have like the inclination sometimes to be like, oh, let's just like not even, you know, like, a, you know, go after stupid comments like this. Let's not even acknowledge them. It's I think it's also part of our duty to do so, because there are a lot of people out there who are swayed by this level of let me just put, say what it is manipulation. You know, like that is a really terrible take on the subject of climate change. And unfortunately, there are lots of people in our society who get swept right up by comments like that, especially when they come very confidently, very articulately from somebody who is running for president and who is a billionaire, uh, which a lot of people are enamored by. He. He is literally if a Daily Wire contributor ran for president, like I the same <laughs> level of, oh, my God, it takes skill to come up with such a bad take that I I, <laughs> I, I regularly, uh, let's say, praise Matt Walsh with. He's he's the same way. It's just like, wow, you've constructed a take so stupid that a lot of people will believe it because they're not going to think about it. And a lot of people are going to get pissed off by it because it's so obviously stupid. And I don't <laughs> understand how you these people don't understand that. <laughs> and it, it, it's excellent. But when it comes to the climate, you know, when it comes to something, when it comes to, you know, taxes, whatever, like I, you know, it's important. But like when it comes to the climate, it's dangerous. It's killing people. And I'm not going to give Vivek Ramaswamy the benefit of the doubt and say he actually believes these things because I don't think he does because I don't think he's that stupid. I definitely will not give the, the big oil corporations the benefit of the doubt because we have evidence that they knew otherwise. Um, I, It's incredibly uh, immoral to do this. And what's going to happen is we're going to get past this, hopefully hopefully. And people are going to look back at this the way we look back at big tobacco and go, oh my God, it was such a different time. I can't believe that these people were allowed to do this and willingly kill millions of people for profit. And the same people will be arguing about some new shit about some company that's killing millions of people for profit and be arguing on their side. And the people who are arguing on the side of big oil now were ideologically the same as the people who are arguing on the side of tobacco. And I really just wish I could wave a magic wand and make them fucking see that because their arguments are exactly the same every fucking time. <laughs>